Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Legal Happenings from KRWC. This program is designed to provide public information concerning law libraries and information about court forms, legal resources, court procedures. What we give is the basic understanding about what to find in a law library, who to talk to, and to find basic forms that you're going to need if you're self-representing yourself in the court system. When you have a legal question or have been served with papers, you certainly need an attorney. And there you'll find all the help you need at helpdesk at mnbar.org. That's the professional organization for all the Minnesota attorneys. You can also reach them by phone at 651-333-1183. That's the folks to uh, really help you get started. And again, if you have been served with papers, remember timing is everything. You must read what you received very closely and respond as quickly as possible. I do want to share a little information with you about DWIs. Uh, District Court Judge Gregory Galler is going to be telling us about that, and this is the judge will explain more of that later. And District Court Judge Stephen Halsey is going to be talking about speed zone violation costs, what it will cost if you get a ticket coming through the road construction areas. And as you know, it's springtime in Minnesota, so we can expect a lot of road construction all over. But these are important things that you need to know because the uh, State Patrol is active. Uh, It certainly has. They've issued a number, a greater number of citations for distracted driving, which we'll explain to you in just a little while. But again, I want to remind you that this program is a public service of the station. I am the former law librarian for Wright and Sherburne County. I'm not retired, but I'm not working in the law library uh, as such these days. We're doing a little more volunteer work, including this program. So thanks for joining us here, and we thank the station for giving us this time now in our fifth year of providing information about our court system. Well, of course, it's April, and... Another great place to find information if you're looking with some family issues or maybe you're having some questions about your parents and they're needing, for example, more information for seniors in daycares or some sort of assisted living. There's a lot to know about it and the Education for Justice or what we consider really more the lawhelpmn.org has a great series of fact sheets that would help you immensely in understanding some of the very basic issues that you're probably concerned about. For example, questions about probate, common questions about wills, fair housing for seniors with disabilities, planning ahead, health care directives, guardianship and conservatorship areas along with power of attorney. You might even be concerned about Medicare savings plans or transfer of death deeds, and how can you get a personal care assistant or a PCA. All of this is available through the lawhelpmn.org website. Again, just click on the fact sheets, and then you'll see the different categories. They're quite comprehensive, and they cover a lot of categories and subjects, including housing, youth, seniors, family, government benefits, etc. It goes on and on and on. But when you're looking for court forms, there's one form, uh, one place you need to go. That would be the Minnesota Judicial Branch Self-Help Center. That's a state-provided judicial website that provides you with all the information the self-help folks need to 
know as they begin to understand their particular legal issue. For example, maybe you're looking for forms for parenting time or resources in custody or to start custody or to enforce an order. There are many tutorials along with written instructions at the website, Minnesota Judicial Branch website is www.mncourts.gov. That's mncourts.gov. If you go there, you'll be actually surprised at the amount of public information available to you through the court system. You can find out information from jury duty or where a law library is that might be holding a free law clinic or perhaps you want to know legal terms, or even representing your court, what is required of you. That's all available at the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. And of course, one of the primary uh, pieces of information I think that would be helpful for you is the ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution. There's information on the website to show you how that system works, how you might be able to avoid court, by using alternative dispute means other than the court system. It's a great way to get matters resolved and a lot less expensive, and I understand it's quite successful in settling various issues, so you might want to consider that. ADR, and find out more about it at the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. Well, it's time to take a short break and listen to District Court Judge Greg Gallard today, who's going to be talking about DWIs and what it would cost if you get one. This is Minnesota District Court Judge Greg Gallard. Welcome to Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC, radio for Wright County. Have you ever had too much to drink? and woke up with a headache? You probably thought, I wish I hadn't had that last drink. Each year, about 40,000 people are arrested for DWI, just in Minnesota. Sadly, about 40% of those will be arrested for DWI again. I have seen thousands of these cases. Many families are truly destroyed by the consequences. While the most tragic harm from impaired driving involves the lives that are ended, and the bodies and families that are irreparably damaged, a DWI also carries tremendous monetary costs, even if there is no crash. What are the costs of a typical first-time DWI in Minnesota? Well, first, you might be held in jail overnight. That's not free. Many jails charge a fee of about $100 per night. Next, your car will have been towed. Expect to pay at least $200 for the tow and impound charges. Next, you will need an attorney. An attorney will be able to advise you as to your rights and also determine what defenses may be available to you. Expect to spend at least $1,000 in legal fees. This assumes your case, like most, is settled without a trial. If your case goes to trial, your legal fees will increase greatly. If you plead guilty, expect to receive a fine of about $500. Your fine will carry with it surcharges and fees totaling $87. The law also requires that you obtain an alcohol problem assessment. Unless your insurance covers it, that will set you back an additional $125. You will also likely be required to attend a Mothers Against Drunk Driving Victim Impact Panel, about $50, and some form of treatment program. Treatment costs could run into the thousands of dollars. A conviction will also put you on probation for two years. 
The probation fee is typically about $200. The state of Minnesota will also revoke your driver's license. To get it back, you must pay a reinstatement fee of about $700. Finally, your insurance rates will increase. Rates could triple because you will now be considered to be a high-risk driver. If you were paying $1,500 per year for insurance, you will begin paying $4,500 per year. This will last for at least three years. That is an extra $9,000 in insurance costs. The total is now about $15,000 of direct out-of-pocket costs. Add to this the intangible costs of missed work, being unable to drive, social stigma, and embarrassment. Remember that headache from drinking too much? It just got a whole lot worse. The best advice is not to drive after drinking. Remember, no one ever woke up wishing he had consumed one more drink the night before. Save yourself the headache and the expenses. More importantly, help prevent needless tragedy on our roads. This has been Judge Greg Galler with Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC Radio for Wright County. You're listening to Legal Happenings on KRWC from Buffalo. Thanks for the company. Judge Gregory Galler is a regular on our program, and you can hear more commentaries each week as we present two of them each Sunday here on Legal Happenings. District Court Judge Stephen Halsey will be talking about traffic costs and violations in speed zone work construction areas in just a few moments. But we want to remind you for... Folks who are kind of concerned about their aging parents to be aware that the latest scam that's been coming out, we received a little news release from the Associate Director of Division of Consumer and Business Education of the Federal Trade Commission. They're talking about Social Security scams, of course, directed toward our senior citizens. The FTC is getting reports about people pretending to be from the Social Security Administration who are trying to get your Social Security number and, of course, your money. And one of the versions of the scam, the caller says your Social Security number has been linked to a crime or perhaps it's being blocked or any number of variations, but someone is trying to get you to give them their Social Security number, for example, to verify something, and that is obviously what you don't want to do. Nor they might even warn you that your bank account is about to be seized and that you need to withdraw your money and that he'll tell you how to keep it safe. You bet. You certainly don't want to do that. But here's what you need to do. The SSA will never call and ask your Social Security number. It won't ask you to pay anything, and it won't call you to threaten your benefits. Your caller ID might show the SSA's real number. However, it's not the real SSA calling. Computers make it easy to show any number on caller ID. Never give your Social Security number to anyone who contacts you. Don't confirm the last four digits and don't give a bank account or credit card number ever to anybody who contacts you for ask and is asking for it. Remember that anyone who tells you to wire money or pay with a gift card or send cash is a scammer always. No matter who they say they are, if you're worried about the call from someone who claims to be from the Social Security Administration, get off the phone and call the real SSA at 1-800-772-1213. And if you spotted a scam, be sure to tell the FTC at ftc.gov slant complaint. 
Well, my name again is John McCooley. It hasn't changed. It's still here. And I do invite you to let me know if you have a question or comment on some particular commentary of public interest to our community that either the district court judges are willing to uh, look into it and perhaps do a little commentary on it. You can reach me at lawlibrarian at frontier.com. That's lawlibrarian at frontier.com. I'd love to hear from you. I receive a lot of emails from lots of folks, some of which I met when I was a law librarian, and they, as well as you, might wish to learn more about something, and we do encourage you to let us know by writing us, and the judges are always willing to consider anything of public interest to our community. Well, I've been telling people about the benefits of highlights, highlighting rather the importance of reading with young children, their benefits and their uh, long-lasting because once kids learn to read and they get excited about their ability to do that when they're preschoolers and growing, reading to young children sets them up to succeed. It develops language skills, and of course it exercises the child's brain just to, just to say a few things. And I think probably better, better than anything else is that it involves a relationship with a reader and the child becomes... Uh, well, they create a bond. I, I know I've read to our kids for years. Well, it's time to take a break and listen to District Court Judge Stephen Halsey tell us about traffic zone speed violations. Welcome to Legal Happenings here on KRWC Radio. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Wright County District Court, chambered in Buffalo. I'm going to talk today about work zone violators and how they face hefty fines. The traditional saying is that Minnesota has two seasons, winter and road construction. Major construction projects have begun throughout the eight counties of the 10th Judicial District, as well as numerous smaller projects. In Buffalo right now, we have two pro or one project that is about to be completed, and then a major project in uh, downtown Buffalo. These projects now display a large and clear sign warning of $300 fines for violations of the posted work zone speed limit. Why is that? Over the past few years, there have been numerous traffic construction zone accidents in which construction workers have been killed or seriously injured. I recall that two highway workers were killed by a speeder in Burnsville in 2011 in a work construction zone. Minnesota had nine work zone fatalities in 2013, and there were 579 nationwide. The Minnesota Legislature in 2014 passed Minnesota Statute Section 169.14, Subdivision 6A, which provides a $75 surcharge in addition to the scheduled fine for violations. The total fine for speeding in a work zone is $385. That is $385. You would think that this would be an incentive for drivers to comply with the posted speed limit, even if they are not compelled to slow down in the interest of the safety of the construction workers. But many do not, as you probably have observed. I have driven several times recently through the I-94 construction zone in Rogers, where it crosses the Crow River into Wright County from Hennepin County. It is posted 60 miles per hour for the most part and 45 miles per hour through two short S-curves. There is basically no shoulder, and with the cranes and trucks, it is clearly a live construction zone. Some drivers seem to conclude that the posted speed limit does not apply 
if they see no workers, and that is certainly not the case. Several times I have been passed by cars and large semi-trucks traveling 10 to 15 miles per hour over the posted work zone speed limit, endangering everyone else and risking a hefty fine. As an example, if you are driving 11 to 14 miles per hour over the speed limit, not in a work zone, the fine and surcharges total $135. If you are speeding 20 to 25 miles per hour over the speed limit, the total is $225 due to an additional $70. However, in a work zone, any speeding is a whopping $385. So good luck trying to argue to the judge that you can't afford such a hefty fine. So please, fellow citizens, drivers, and listeners, slow down, obey the posted work zone speed limit. The workers will appreciate it, as will the other drivers. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Red County District Court. These are my comments about work zone uh, speed violators facing hefty fines. I'm chambered in Buffalo. Thank you for listening to Legal Happenings. Well, thank you for joining us on Legal Happenings this Sunday morning. It's certainly a different uh, broadcast that we're putting together these days because there's so few activities that uh, are taking place. But I wanted to give you just a brief update. If you want the latest update on the COVID-19 situation here, I suggest you contact the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. That's right online. And that website is, of course, the official site for our court system. And they will outline uh, what activities the court is currently involved with and what activities they're not. For example, if there's a, uh, a jury trial going on, what's going to happen with that, or maybe an eviction? Well, you can find that information there at the Judicial Branch website. They do indicate that physical access is limited for obvious reasons, but access to justice is maintained through interactive TV and other means. So there's always someone there that can lead you to the right place you need to go. But for many of us, we have to simply uh, use this time to maybe do more uh, legal research if we're thinking of uh, going to court, a conciliation court or something down the road. You might use this time for learning about the court system and what's available. Simply go to the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. You'll find helpful topics from ADA accommodations right on through mediation, annulments, and all manners of things. So the Minnesota Judicial Branch for an update on COVID-19 and what's available at the courts at this time. What is a girl? Well, little girls are the nicest thing that happens to people. They're born with a little bit of angel shine about them, and though it wears thin sometimes, there is always enough left to lasso your heart. Even when they're sitting in the mud or crying temperamental tears, or parading up the street in mother's best clothes. A little girl can be sweeter and badder, oftener than anyone else in the world. She can jitter around and stomp and make funny noises that frazzle your nerves. Yet just when you open your mouth, she stands there demure with that special look in her eyes. A girl is innocence playing in the mud, 
beauty standing on its head, and motherhood dragging a doll by the foot. Girls are available in five colors, black, white, red, yellow, or brown, and yet Mother Nature always manages to select your favorite color when you place your order. They disprove the law of supply and demand. There are millions of little girls, but each is as precious as rubies. God borrows from many creatures to make a little girl. He uses the song of a bird, the squeal of a pig, the stubbornness of a mule, the antics of a monkey, the spryness of a grasshopper, the curiosity of a cat, the speed of a gazelle, the slyness of a fox, the softness of a kitten, and to top it all off, he adds the mysterious mind of a woman. A little girl likes new shoes, party dresses, small animals, first grade, noisemakers. The girl next door, dolls, make-believe, dancing lessons, ice cream, kitchens, coloring books, makeup, cans of water, going visiting, tea parties, and one boy. She doesn't care so much for visitors, boys in general, large dogs, hand-me-downs, straight chairs, vegetables, snowsuits, or staying in the front yard. She is loudest when you're thinking, the prettiest when she has provoked you, the busiest at bedtime, the quietest when you want to show her off, and the most flirtatious when she absolutely must not get the best of you again. Who else can cause you more grief, joy, irritation, satisfaction, embarrassment, and genuine delight than this combination of Eve, Salome and Florence Nightingale? She can muss up your home, your hair, and your dignity, spend your money, your time, and your temper, then just when your patience is ready to crack, her sunshine peeks through and you've lost again. Yes, she is a nerve-wracking nuisance, just a noisy bundle of mischief. But when your dreams tumble down and the world is a mess, when it seems you are pretty much of a fool after all, she can make you a king. When she climbs on your knee and whispers, I love you best of all. Also a reminder that uh, April is Child Prevention Month, and if we're all gathered in one room for too long, we might get a, things might get a little out of hand. So I'd like to suggest something that might work for you, and that would be to, to read some uh, stories to the kids. I know our toddlers in our family love to uh, hear stories. It's a real personal way of interacting with children. And maybe uh, for me, uh, I've never had enough time to spend with uh, kids, be busy working, but now that we're somewhat homebound, we can certainly enjoy new ways of bonding up and getting to know our children. Maybe take a walk with them. I know they love to be given the attention by their parents and they want to feel treated as they're special. And of course they are special. And you might want to work on a puzzle or come up with some ways to uh, 
enjoy your family and get to know them. And if a problem develops and things are getting a little out of hand, remember there's a number to call to prevent child abuse during April, which is Child Abuse Prevention Month. Call 1-800-CHILDREN and you will find that you can get some common uh, advice that can help you through this difficult time as well. And also a reminder that if domestic abuse becomes a problem, there's help available through Rivers of Hope. Rivers of Hope has been involved with uh, domestic situations and they work to eliminate domestic violence. If you have a question or a problem, you might wish to call them at 1-800-439-2642, another way to maybe help out. I hope that uh, we uh, can give you the information that you need. I, I wish we could uh, say this is all over, but we're all gonna get through this together by just enjoying our family and taking advantage of the fact we've been handed a lemon, we might as well make lemon aid. So please drive with care, enjoy the spring, and until we meet again next week, and I hope you do return, remember that knowledge is power. Thank you. <laughs>